Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Howdy. I feel like such a goofball every time we start these, um, but it's a good thing I'm comfortable being a goofball. Maybe Hello. you are. That's what I was going to say. I'm a goofball at heart. What can I say? Hello. Welcome to Then Again, What Do We Know? I'm the goofball, Brianne Griebel. With me is my uh, more poised partner, Mer Monson. Oh, I wondered how you were going to describe me. <laughs> it's so great to be here again. Yeah, and I love how we got into today's conversation, uh, into the topic. So we're going to talk about making decisions. And the like. where I want to start it off is the exact, well, we can't relay the exact conversation we had. Um, so Murr and I were just, uh, reflecting on the specifics of this podcast. We were, Murr, you mentioned, she's like, how you, how you feeling about this podcast? I was like, that's a good question. Cause I'm not sure. Like there was so much energy behind it when we started and it was just obvious. Like we just wanted to keep doing episodes. Um, and then it seems like we both kind of were like the last few weeks, like in between recordings of episodes were kind of like, I don't know, does it have the same juice for me anymore? But we'd get on, record an episode and both be like, oh, I'm so glad we had that conversation. So we both kind of got to this place of like, I don't know, do we want to end? And so I just threw out and I'm like, well, we're on episode 27. Why don't we record 30 and then look at it then? And Mer was like, that's a perfect idea. Bam. And then I was like, let's talk about making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, well, I know for me personally, how wrapped up we can get into looking at the choices we think we have in life, um, coming to, conclusion, to conclusions, making those decisions, doing things, not doing things. Um, and I think we can lose sight of just how effortless and easy and um, like there doesn't have to be anything on it. And so I don't know. We're going to talk about that and see where we go. <laughs> <laughs> like what have the you um, – Yep. The first thing that strikes me just about what you said is like it doesn't look to me like I have to decide whether to stop doing this podcast or not. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the place I love. I love playing with decisions in because, or making decisions from, because I, it's this space of enough awareness and enough presence and enough trust in, in life itself that at some point I will know what to do. Like, here's my example. Like when I'm lying in bed in the morning, and my mind, you know, you start to wake up and my mind starts to play with things and it starts to think about things. And sometimes it tries to figure out things and I'm laying there and, and inevitably I'll have this thought of, should I get up? <laughs> Is it time to get up? Am I going to get up? 
And then I keep thinking about stuff and I keep thinking about stuff. And then there's always this moment that I notice I'm getting up. <laughs> like it, it never happens that now I'm going to get up and I sit up and I get up. It doesn't happen that way. I guess up is happening. <laughs> yes. And, and, I, and I've just started to catch on to the fact that all decisions can be like that. There's something that moves for us and decides for us uh, apart from our conscious brain that it's really fascinating to me. And so when we come back to this podcast, I think, yeah, I, I can see that I'm not ready to totally slam the door. I can see that I still want to play a little bit. And I actually don't know if yeah. we'll catch some new fire and create something different, or if it will take a left turn, or if it will just be on a pause, or if it will be done. Right. And we'll move on to play in other spaces. I, but I can see it doesn't matter which one it is. And at I some think point, we verbally I'll know. Decide. I think what happened is we just verbally agreed we're okay with not knowing right now. That was our decision. <laughs> well, and how cool that that is totally satisfying. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think about, so my husband and I have um, been, uh, during the, the quarantine, have been trying the, the meal delivery services um, where they have the recipe and all the ingredients mm -hmm. delivered to you and you. So we get three meals at a time delivered, and I'm really loving the process of how we figure out which one to make. It's like sometimes I was like, hey, babe, what do you want? Or sometimes I'll just decide because I'm the one cooking it. <laughs> but like I'll look like you have these these um, beautiful pictures of the prepared meal. <laughs> yeah, we did and that I'll, once. I remember those. I'll just look at them, and for reasons I will I don't know why, one will just look more appetizing than the other. <laughs> That's for like, oh, like, or, or maybe it's in my mind, I can consciously see like, oh, like we had a real heavy lunch. I want to go with like the salmon or the vegetarian tonight. But like, it was already like, it's almost like the, the decision was already made or the reasons for the decision were already determined. And I just kind of caught on to that. It's like we noticed <laughs> yeah. what, what, the, what the decision is, what the answer is, what the way forward is. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I when I shifted the whole way I, I interacted with a menu. Like, I mean, I, I used to sit down with a menu in a restaurant and, and try to do it with my intellect. Like I would try to read every ingredient and then picture it and then put it together. And then, Oh my God, that's when I go to the restaurant. And like at some point I realized my body already knows what it wants. Like, <laughs> like my brain doesn't have to get in the, so involved like it knows and if I just look at the menu I'm gonna be drawn somewhere and all I gotta do is like ask myself do I want that no nope, let's keep looking do I want that yeah I want that I mean it's I just it's this microcosm of how complicated we can make it something that doesn't need to be yeah and then when we make it complicated that like the more important the decision looks like it begins to look like there is a right and a wrong and you are responsible for choosing wisely. Oh, that one uh, idea is the death of me, Brianne. <laughs> yeah. But there's a right answer and I have to figure it out. Yeah. I remember having this real juicy conversation. Um, it was a couple of years ago now, so the details have faded. But the insight I had was like, oh, a decision? doesn't feel like anything. There is no 
Like I genuinely thought like I would be able to know if it was the right decision because I'd have a feeling. Or if it was the wrong decision, I would have a feeling. Not recognizing the decision and feelings were two totally separate things. Mm, keep talking. Well, I think that's what we do. Be- when we when we put like to me it's becoming more and more obvious that that life is is figuring itself out as we go. Like this thing happens and we see something with this and that will take us to the next thing and we'll see something there and that'll take us to the next thing or like or, or even whether we we even see it or not. Like that's just so the, the the idea that there's a right and a wrong predetermined doesn't make sense to me as much anymore. Um, because they're like life always adjusts. Like when something happens, there's an adjustment. Like there's never like something happened and then complete failure, <laughs> like complete oblivion. Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, it's like the GPS and metaphor. Yeah, it just re- life recalculates. Yeah, there's always like to me. I have never seen an example. I've had times where it felt like oblivion because so much of what I wanted was stripped away. But I gave it a little bit longer, and lo and behold, there still was something next. So that 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 took so much pressure off of me to to be able to just do things and not put so much on decisions. But the the navigation system I had before that was what what I thought I had to have a navigation system. <laughs> like I thought I Brienne had to. Um, take in all the information I could, weigh my options, you know, if it was something important that I, or that I considered important. Um, and because we're putting life in a context that it doesn't actually fit inside of, that's what makes it hard. Like, so I thought the decision was hard because it was important. <laughs> Um, Mm. it's because I was trying to turn life into a a, a left or a right, a yes or a no, uh, you know, a or B. Um, and that's what was wonky. And so like innocently just putting like all of these pressure on these things. And so I would make a decision and if it went the way I wanted, I would reinforce like, ah, I've made the right decision. (laughs) I feel good about that. But I didn't realize it was in hindsight. And if I did something or made a decision and it did not go well, oh, it doesn't feel like this is not what I wanted. That does not feel good. So obviously I made the wrong choice. I made the wrong decision. I thought the feeling was telling me, giving me information about the decision instead of like, no, the decision just happened. And then you think about it and you feel things. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like the cause and effect, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And yet it's fascinating to me that that beneath all the stories that we're telling ourselves about the decisions that we're making and the feelings that those stories are bringing to us, it, there, there does seem to be something that's, that's deciding for us. You know, we, we do get moved to go one way versus another or to do this versus that. Not as a, this was the right one and this was the wrong one and not as an external, this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do, but just an internal movement to whatever, you know, to get out of bed, to write a book, to cook this meal, not that meal, to 
Do you know what I'm saying? I absolutely do. And I was just, and I wouldn't call a feeling, but it, but it's a, it's what I, it's what looks to me like is the reason why I don't have to sit here and decide. Yeah. It just looks like a, Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's more of a, I wonder what, what I will decide. I mean, I, I wonder what I'll do is more the question. I get curious about what I'll do without it looking like I have to figure it out. Yeah. And let's not also forget the, I don't even know, like thousands, probably maybe millions of things that actually happen without you consciously deciding like, and yet you're doing them anyway. Yeah. Like we're just talking about the stuff we're aware of that we think about. There's this (laughs) tiny pile of things that we pick up with our brain and think we're deciding and need to figure out and have tons of thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I I can't remember making the decision to, to sit down, open my laptop, get on this call and hit record. Like I just did that. (laughs) Like I didn't sit here in front of my computer. Like is now the time to open the laptop? Is now the time (laughs) to plug in my headphones? Is now the time to hit the record button? Is now the time to say the first word? Like, oh my, could you imagine if every single thing we did was turned into a decision? (laughs) The way we think about decisions. Oh, we would be so tired. (laughs) We'd never get anything (laughs) done. We would not get out of bed. That Because like, look, look at all the things that need to happen for you to get out of bed. Could you imagine like, okay, right now, should I, should I pull the cover back? Pack back now. Uh, should I should I raise my right <laughs> knee now, or should I raise my left knee first? What's the right thing to move towards the edge of the bed first? Right. How <laughs> should I? <laughs> how fast should I swing my legs over the side of the bed? <laughs> should, should I rub my eyes clockwise or counterclockwise? <laughs> oh yeah. You know what's hitting me is the whole word making decisions, as though mm. we're conjuring up. Mm. This idea that that life happens by making decisions. Yeah. Well, I mean, holy cow, like we were talking before uh, recording, uh, I'm starting this project that it's not even giving me time to decide. <laughs> like it's not even giving me time to really have too many opinions about it. Like I had this idea I don't know. Well, technically I had the idea a year ago, but then with the mom stuff, everything got pushed aside and then it popped back up again, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I want to work on this. I'm going to simmer on this. I'm going to make a few phone calls. I don't know, maybe like around August or something, I'll really start giving this my attention. But I keep finding myself doing more and more things with it. Like literally it's like I find myself, (laughs) there was no decision of like, I'm going to, you know, do this now. I just find myself like, like oh. notice that we're up to something. Yeah. Like I didn't want to make it public and uh, like I for just I'm like oh there's a few more private phone calls I want to have before I let anybody know about this. And then I found myself posting about it on Facebook for everybody to know about. Um and it's just hilarious to me. Like if I had a choice, I would have not. <laughs> Like if life would have paused and gone, Brienne, do you really want to post this now or no? I'd again like, no, 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 right now. I got other things I want to think about. I don't really want to be consumed by this project right now. I want to focus elsewhere. And I'll pick it up later. That would have been my choice. <laughs> <laughs> life didn't care. Um, but it's really nice to not worry about that. 
I think where a lot of people, like there's this interesting exploration around the idea of free will. People really want to believe that they are in control. And I get it. And I like, I think there's an exploration of, and again, it's an exploration. There's not a hard line. There's not a right and a wrong, even in this. There's not a um, a black and white of how much am I involved in this and how much of this is life doing things through me? What I really, really, really love and have been helped by the realization of what you just said, mm-hmm. that, that there's not there's not a right answer. Like all, all there is to do is look for yourself. You know, if you want to see more about that, you look for yourself and, and see what you see. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. and, it, and it's, it's just, it's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery. And, and the thing about mysteries is that you don't solve them. You just, you hang out in them. You get steeped in them. You, en- you enjoy them. You enjoy the feeling of them. And you, you rest in the unsolvableness of it. <laughs> Good word. Yeah, I know. Made it up. <laughs> I love it. Like I'm, I'm a fan of made up words. Unsolvableness. You know, and I, I, if you ask me if I'm in control and making decisions, I'll give you ten different answers in a day mm-hmm. to that question. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't hang out in this. You know, mindlessly letting life do its thing all day long even though it's doing that. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's my experience of that is whatever it is in the moment. And so I, I I love that. I mean, there are definitely times where I feel like something comes to me and I make a conscious decision or you could even use the word intention or, you know, we, we do have the freedom to play in that space and experience that. It's just really nice to to encapsulate the whole thing in the flavor and the feeling of a mystery. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is like when we do bring it out of a mystery and and I don't think we do this intention. I don't think we make the decision to do this. We don't make the decision to make something a decision. Um, but when we do make it like right or wrong, black and white, um, like we de- we bring it down to the level of the what some people would call the ego, um, or the idea of like Brienne is in charge and Brienne like Brienne has free will. The interesting thing there is that is both delightful and horrible because <laughs> <laughs> like it's addicting in some ways because to to want to hang on to the idea of like it, it's up to me and I have a free will. Because when it does look like you're the one making the decision and it does look like you've made a good decision or a right decision, oh, that feels so good. That is so satisfying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the same side of the, the other, other side of the same coin is like, okay, but when you do make the decision and it looks like you made the wrong one, now you're to blame. Now you're responsible for the outcome that you didn't want or the results that you didn't want or the feeling or whatever. So it's it's a double-edged sword. Yes. 
and and it's I mean for me that this particular part of the conversation really really shifted for me when when I started to catch on in a deeper place in me that we we literally are all doing what makes sense to us in the moment yeah with 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 the way the world looks in that moment we always do what makes sense and like that as i started to really sink into the truth that that is always true that is never not true <laughs> yeah then that that for me that's what made this hook into right and wrong get a lot more loose The reason I, well, one of the reasons I love seeing or when it looks like, oh, that decision was in essence already made or, you know, I'm just lining up with uh, life. You know, Brianne's personal opinions have faded away enough that uh, things can just happen. The reason I like that so much is because there's too much going on in life already. So when I have less to do, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> well, yeah. Like there, at times, life is too hard to then have to figure out how to make it right, you know? Like to figure out and decide what fixes this. That's, that's taken on too much in those hard moments of life. And on the other end of the spectrum, when life is going lovely, why would you want to stop the flow and then turn it into something you got to figure out? You ride with it. Yeah, I mean, really, what what if that really isn't our job? That the landscape of being alive looks so different when that oh. comes off our plate. I like that that phrase, the landscape of being alive looks different. Mm. And that I I feel like I always come back to this, or at least often. That's the power of seeing something. And it's the 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 ability to see that's the, the real juice. Not specifically yeah. what you see. Like what we've seen no, yeah. is that we don't always have to make these decisions. And do we ever have to make decisions? Like that's like in this particular topic, that's the cool thing we've seen. But the overall is like how fascinating and wonderful that we can see something, anything that transforms the landscape of existing. <laughs> Yeah, and the word, the phrase in my head is saving grace. Like, mm. this, yes, we can only do the best we can with what we see in the moment, what looks real. But the saving grace is that, is that we, ha that we have this amazing ability to get clearer eyes in any moment. You know, and, and the moment our eyes clear or we hear something or have an insight 
or get shoved off a ledge of our reality. Like the moment that happens, we, we're in a different world and we're doing different things. Like that's how change happens. It doesn't happen by deciding it's going to happen. <laughs> As we talked about in our change episode, right? <laughs> right. I mean, to me, that, that there's so much love and grace in that truth. Mm. Like, I just feel like I can rest in that. And, it, and I feel like it's, it's what allows me to take my hands off, the, off whatever, you know, to, to loosen my grip, to stop trying to figure out the right thing to do, to stop trying to make it all make sense in my head, to stop trying to figure out what's my job to fix whatever. You know, um, one, uh, one of our mentors, Michael Neal, has this great phrase that I love. He's like, good news that sounds like bad news. <laughs> yeah, I love that phrase I, too. I love that phrase. <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, as I've, I've talked to people about this, sometimes in a, in a coaching setting, it is really hard to even want to look in this direction because we have built an entire framework of existence around the idea that we must make certain decisions in order for things to go well or in order for things to happen. And so it sounds like what I'm saying or what we're saying is don't do anything. And to somebody whose framework is, but I'm responsible for things. How could I possibly not do anything? That sounds dumb or <laughs> insulting. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's again, it's like, yeah, I, we can't convince anybody. That's why you and I use the word exploration so often. And sometimes it's not an exploration. Like insights and truth, you don't have to go exploring to see these things. They can smack you upside the face. <laughs> they do all the mm -hmm. time. Um, but I, I think it's an invitation for the truth to come to your front door. If you say, I'm going to explore if that's true or not. I like, I like the way you put that. An invitation for truth to come to your front door. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And it's, it, it's, it's, you're right. It's very hard to hear from those ears what we're actually saying because through those ears, it sounds like we're saying not doing. Yeah. But I mean, as it looks to me, we're talking about just noticing where doing actually comes from mm. and 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 there's something in the noticing where it actually comes from where that movement to move and do actually comes from that just frees us to move and do more freely to get out of our own way in a sense Yeah, I think that's 
That's all I got to say about that. I don't know about you. (laughs) The only other thing sitting there for me is that Rumi poem that probably everybody already knows, but it's just. Well, I think when you hang out with the same people, you think everybody knows the same things. There, I think there are plenty of people who don't even know who Rumi is. So, (laughs) ancient Sufi poet, and just it's just the first line of this poem, but it's out out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. That one resonates with me every time I hear it. Boy, me too. It wakes up something in me. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, I love it when somebody can put to words what I experience. Mm, Which is why I I personally love trying to put words to it myself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Effing effing the ineffable. (laughs) Yes. Making visible the invisible. An impossible but gorgeous game. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mer. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.